Hello everyone, welcome back to Drinking Water Podcast. This is the third time we are recording the intro and the beginning of it because my computer just doesn't want to work with me this morning, which is totally fine, um, but we were saying for the third time <laughs> that this is our fourth episode. <laughs> yes, we have literally said this now three times in a row, but we are back and we're happy to be here and we're glad that... <laughs> Fingers crossed this time it works. And we are sorry if the audio is a little bit worse than the previous episodes. I feel like it's still taking us time to work all of this podcasting stuff out, but we're here. That's all that matters. Exactly, exactly. And I'm going to work out my technology this week. So if this episode is a little bit worse than our last ones, keep with us, stick with us. We'll be fine. Um, but this episode I'm actually really, really excited about. If you guys listened to our second episode where Riley interviewed me and we found out just kind of like, I don't know, a bit more of a backstory about me, this week we're basically just like turning around and I'm going to be interviewing Riley all about her life, all about her childhood, and I'm very excited to be the interviewer this week. And I'm very nervous to be answering the questions. <laughs> no, it'll be good. So when I were talking this morning on our walk, because we did our usual Friday morning gym and walk, and yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but I have no idea what the questions are, so I'm excited. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be good. And we hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with Georgia. It's only been live at this point for around like 12 hours. and We've already gotten some really amazing feedback. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, but getting straight into our highs and lows, shall we get stuck into it? Yeah, 100%. Do you want to start? Because I know you've got a very excited one. And for the third time, <laughs> do you want to tell us your high for the week? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Let's recap this for the third time in a row. Guys, my sister had a baby on Monday and I am genuinely so, so excited. Um, It was, yeah, the best thing in the world meeting her. I feel like it's been a long time coming, but at the same time, the nine months went really fast. So I don't know. It's just been amazing. I'm so proud of her and Nina's just the most beautiful little thing I've ever seen. And yeah, Kari had a really amazing birth, all things considered. So for those of you who don't know, Kari actually edits our podcast and runs the Instagram and stuff like that as well. So she'll be listening to this right now. And we may get her on at some point to talk about her birth story because it's a pretty crazy one. And if that's the way birth goes, I'm pretty keen, honestly. Like it seems not so bad. <laughs> I would love to get her on and just have a massive chat about how the whole process, because Riley kind of briefly talked me through it on our walk this morning. But I just want to talk to Kari and be like, tell me everything. <laughs> because it sounds it sounded incredible. <laughs> oh, I know. So good. So good. I yeah, she's like a superwoman. And she definitely has a very high pain threshold compared to me. Mm. Um, but I mean, oh, it's her story to tell. So we definitely will probably have her on at some point so she can tell it, tell that story. But yeah crazy so that's definitely my high for the week best thing in the world um and I genuinely don't have any lows other than the fact that I ran out of bananas and I couldn't make a smoothie at some point but apart from that it's been a really good week and yeah I'm just super happy but what about you highs and lows Alrighty, well, um, my low, okay, so I was thinking about this last night because I was like, oh, I need to think of my high and low for the week. And I was like, oh, I genuinely like don't have a low. That's incredible. And then <laughs> this morning, <laughs> I was, so Riley and I went on our walk. I had Odie with me. So like I was walking with him and just like we'd walked about five kilometers I was literally walk across the road from my house, walking up into my driveway. And there was this lady with this massive dog. Like she was walking this massive dog. I didn't think twice about it, right? She kind of like stopped and like held her dog back. I was just assuming she was just like waiting for me to kind of pass. And like, I would go because I thought like her dog must be a bit more like excited around other dogs kind of thing. Didn't think twice about it, right? So I'm walking across the road, talking to Riley. So Riley is like in my ears. <laughs> she can hear everything that's going on. And I just hear this like, oh, and then I look back, the dog launches itself like towards Odie and me. The lady like is still holding onto the lead and launches across the road. She's dragging across the like concrete road. And I'm like, oh, like, I just didn't know what to do. Riley's still kind of like talking to me. <laughs> 
And I'm like, oh, and I, and then the dog's like barking, attacking Odie. So I'm like trying to sort out Odie being like, oh my gosh, like I need to pick up my dog. And then this lady is lying across the road, like a, a road, like a full road, not like a path, a road, this concrete road. And I'm like, oh, and she's like trying to peel herself off the concrete and I'm like trying to hold Odie trying to like get her dog away from him and then being like are you okay and I can just hear Riley like <laughs> just like there like it kind of walking and like not sure what's going on it was frantic <laughs> it really was and I was saying I was like are you okay like do you need me to call anyone she stands up she's got grazes on her face all over her arms like all over her the front part of her legs and I'm just saying like are you okay do you need me to call the ambulance? Like, I was just like, this state, I didn't know what was going on. And she was like, no, it's okay. Like, she was like clearly very obviously shaken by it. I mean, I would have been crying at this point if I was her. I don't know how she kept it together. And she was like, no, it's okay. Like, my husband's just down the road. I was like, okay. I was like, are you sure you're okay? And she was like, yeah. And then she like grabbed her dog and like I took Odie inside because like Odie was making this dog crazy. And it was just a little bit hectic and I was wasn't like my low not last week but the week before my Odie getting attacked by a dog so I don't know what's going yes. on about on and a it Friday all happened and it all happened just before we podcast like Odie got attacked just yeah. before that podcast last week he had sore calves and this week Odie's, <laughs> Odie's against another dog this week it was guys it was the funniest thing to listen to I mean it wasn't funny the poor lady but I just was like we, we were like a mid like deep conversation like really getting nitty-gritty and then all I hear is Sophie like I hear dogs obviously like going at it and then I hear Sophie go Odie stop stop oh my god are you okay Odie stop and I'm like is Odie attacking a person like Odie's so little I was like how are you even doing that oh my god the poor woman though like I could just hear it all going on and it was like frantic and then I'm laughing out loud got my airpods in people are like who is this girl laughing at? like she's walking alone oh my god it was it was funny it, it was sad. It was bad. Poor oh. lady, but it was funny. It was bad. But like thinking back, I'm just like, it was, it was just kind of how quick it all happened and how I looked back yeah. and saw her scraping along the road. Like, oh, so that was my the poor woman. Week. Oh, my God. oh, I know. Right. I genuinely, I would have been crying if it was me. So I don't know how she held it together. Um, but my high for the week, I was having a big think about this. And I feel like I haven't had a bad week in any way. But I equally was like, what is my high? Like, I don't really have anything. I'm like, oh, yes, like that is my high, if that makes sense, mm. which I think is so fine. I think I've been quite organized this week with my work <laughs> and I've been cleaning everything, which if you guys don't know about me, I am typically quite a messy person. <laughs> Not a dirty person, just a bit of a messy person. And <laughs> Riley knows this about me. <laughs> But this week I've been so good. I've been cleaning everything as I go. The house is spotless. And honestly, that's been making me feel quite good. Um, but yeah, in terms, I don't know, like I haven't really had like a standout high, but <laughs> I can see you're really trying to hold in love. <laughs> I just like find that I've got the giggles a little bit this morning. I think it may be because I've said the same thing about four times, but this is all new. This next part's new. We haven't heard our highs and lows yet. So I'm no. so glad that that's your high. And honestly, it's a bloody big achievement. Sometimes when you're not a clean Thank person, you. I even find like living at home, like at home, my mom is like next level. Like not a cushion is out of place. Not It is just immaculate my whole life. Like if I sit down and stand up a minute later, that couch has been fixed. And like if I put a cup down, it's already gone before I can like look back to pick it back up. Like there's nothing out of place. And now that I'm out of home, I'm like, oh my God, this shit is a full-time job. Like it's never clean. There's always shit everywhere. Like the amount of shakers I find around our house, like from where I'm looking right now, I can see two on my like, you know, set of drawers. There's two in the sink that I can see at the top and there's one on the um, dining table and one on the stairs. How many shakers is that for two people? And I'm like, it's just so hard to keep stuff clean. So I'm... um. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Steph. It's a good, it's a good high to have. <laughs> Thank you. I'm fizzing myself with that story because it's so true. Another high that I did just think lately, the past week, which I was telling Riley on our walk, I have been getting up. I haven't been going on my phone, right? I've been getting up. I've been walking straight outside, like opening the door, letting Odie out for a wee, and just kind of like standing outside. This might sound a bit like woo-woo, but 
I've been trying to get a bit more woo lately. Um, and I've been sitting outside, like taking a few deep breaths in, like my first kind of thought and my first thing that I'm doing is like off to technology. Because I feel like sometimes when you wake up and go straight on your phone, you just kind of feel foggy for the rest of the day. Not sure if I'm the only one that feels like that. Yeah, right. And so I've been like doing that. And then I come inside, grab a glass of water, sit down at the table, still not touching my phone and write three things I'm grateful for and just my to-do list for the day. And I maybe that's why I'm more clean because I, I just feel more fresh and then I make the bed. Like I feel like I've got this whole routine of things that I'm doing before I go on technology and that is setting up my day so much better, I feel like. So that's mm. another high of the week and something I definitely want to continue doing. Yeah, but writing lists for sure. I feel like it's it just gives you so much clarity going into the, the week or the day or the hour, like whatever it might be. Even during the day sometimes I feel so just like I sit down and I'm like what am I doing like oh like what am I supposed to be doing right now I have no idea and I look around and like like I said there's seven shakers and the house is a bit of a mess and I'm like I have to respond to this many emails or whatever it might be and I feel like Mm -hmm. if I just sit down even for that hour and write myself a little list I'm like oh okay cool like I'm fine I know exactly what I need to do but yeah you definitely feel more productive and feel clear heading into the day or whatever it is that you are doing so I love that exactly exactly all righty well I love those I love that story time and that high and low of the week um all right getting in <laughs> to the podcast I'm so excited I'm so, I'm so nervous <laughs> I literally have butterflies I'm like all right okay <laughs> okay well you asked me this question so I thought I would turn the cards around and ask you it as well tell us something that no one knows about you or something that someone would be surprised oh about God. you I can't believe I didn't think that you would ask this. Okay, somebody doesn't know about me. Okay, so I've just thought of this. This is like kind of random. It's not like a personality trait. It's not, I guess it could be a personality trait. It's not anything. It's just like the way I was when I was a kid. So I feel like people just don't really know that. But I was really, I guess, I guess you would call me a tomboy. Like I wasn't, I just wasn't into like girl stuff. I guess I just liked doing boy stuff um but like you know like dress up days okay so this is kind of what it is so dress up days at school you know the girls went as butterflies for at our school we had like the ugly bug ball so the girls were all like butterflies and ladybugs and really pretty like pretty makeup on like they're butterflies I was a fly like forget the butter (laughs) I was just the fly (laughs) so I went I remember this like full black like black head to toe like a big ball ball thing in my head to make my head really round like all you could see was like my eyes and my nose and like my mouth had these big fly wings on and like mum was like lover but she couldn't do she didn't do hair like we we weren't braid girls we didn't get the pretty costumes you know what I mean like mum's like no I'm I can cook and I can clean and I'm not doing like the pretty stuff so which is so fine um, because I wasn't here for it anyway. But, yeah, and then I had – what else did I have on? Oh, these big fly glasses, like big green. I'm All I'm saying is, like, that was me, right? Like, I was the fly. And then it's like, you know, what day was it? Like a cartoon day or, or um, book character day. I was like Ratatouille. I was – oh, there's, a, there's a, a, a book about, like, Fat Betty or something like that with, like, the animals. <laughs> I can't remember, but I went in like an oversized dress and just stuffed myself with like 12 pillows in the middle of summer. Like I just was never like cool. I wasn't like pretty or like, you know, I was just like, how can I be like the ugliest person there or the most boy-like person? Like for that ugly bug ball, a topic of the month was like bugs or, you know, the term. And we had to like get an insect and like look after it and like give it a habitat. And I picked a cockroach and put it in a doll's house. (laughs) I wish I was kidding and it escaped during the like show and tell during class like we had to like a presentation on our bug and everyone was like freaking out and I'm chasing like these two cockroaches around the classroom (laughs) it's not even like it's not anything it's just it's just like what I was I guess and like low-key still am like I've only just recently like gotten into like being a bit more female, I guess you could say. <laughs> My cheeks hurt after that. I 
from the point that you were like, forget the butter, I was just the fly, I was gone. <laughs> it's oh my God, that was it's too true. Though. Yeah, so oh, I guess like, uh, I don't know, it's not really anything, but it's just like something that I just thought of. <laughs> no, I love it. I didn't even know that about you and I love that yeah, so much. Good. Just the fly. <laughs> All right. <Back> to everyone. <laughs> Riley will always not be the butter, just the fly. Just the fly. <laughs> All righty, next question. I am really interested to hear this actually because I don't think we've ever actually talked about it, but what is your biggest pet peeve? And do you have one of your biggest pet peeves? Peeve. Okay, the only thing I think of right now is tea because, like, nothing annoys me more than him. So I'm, like, thinking, what does he do that just really, like, grinds my gears? Okay, I feel like I think of this often. Like, I'm always like, that's it. Like, you know when something happens and you're like, yes. oh, that's what annoys me. Um, okay, I know one for sure is, like, when someone's on their phone next to you and have the volume really loud. Like, he will sit there like listening to whatever he's listening to on like full volume. And I'm like, I look at him and it's like, he's in his own world. I'm like, are you actually serious right now? Like what? You don't need your phone on full volume. Like that is so annoying. And I'm the person that's like, my phone is always on silent. Notifications are turned off. Like I don't like noise coming from my phone, like beeping or messages. Like I just, it just annoys me. Oh, and I just, I hate that. Like I really, really, really hate that. Just really loud phone. So I guess, yeah, that's definitely a pet peeve. Um, gosh, is there anything else that really annoys me? I just oh, can like, I say one um, thing real quick. Yeah, oh, yeah please go. No, go, go. Um, <laughs> I, I just love it. Yeah, when I said biggest pet peeve, you were like first thing that comes to mind. My boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like you live with them, and like most things they do are, are kind of frustrating. I think too, like. I do feel like I'm picking on him. So it's not, this is just like for anyone. Like I'm sure if I lived with anyone that did this, it would annoy me. Oh um, yeah. So sorry to you if you're listening to this. Um, but I think it's like little things like, you know, it, it definitely is just a dig at him right now, but I'm just going to say it anyway. So it's like he gets yeah. home and there's like a trail of just like him. So it's like socks are at the door, shoes are a meter forward. And it's like the bag, his esky, his water bottle, his container. I'm like, why is that spread out from like the front door to the kitchen? Like all those clothes could have gone in the washing basket. <laughs> those dishes could go away as well. Um, and I don't know why your esky's in the middle of the floor. So I feel like you just pick up after yourself. Okay, I can't talk with dishes. Like I definitely leave a nice little pile for him every day. But I just feel like pick up after yourself and just turn the phone down. <laughs> so T, if you're listening take notes yeah just take a few notes but I guess that goes for anyone right like he's just an example of someone who's just in my life oh yeah currently <laughs> exactly cool thing. Cool I mean you're with him you're with him you live with him so it's like there's bound to he's bound to annoy you at some point exactly oh, I love exactly. it I love it <laughs> all righty getting into the next question I guess you kind of touched on this a little bit in something we didn't know about you but tell us a bit about your childhood and what did it look like who were you what were you doing after school give us the background yeah so I guess starting off like early years I would say always a tomboy just always like you know very just short hair mum don't brush it like I don't want to be tough like just yeah just a tomboy but I'd say like a very kind of out there kid like I was always fairly confident I would say like I never yeah, never lacked confidence. Like I feel like, especially like younger years, say like under six, I was just happy, great childhood, parents together. Like Georgia said last week, like just very typical, I would say, very lucky. Um, super into sport, especially like starting out in, um, you know, primary school, like always into sport, loved being active, like did everything, you know, like someone who I think I've done like netball, AFL, touch, I was into cross country, athletics. Um, what else have I done? Like gymnastics. And I got into, I always surfed from a young age and then swimming. Um, gosh, what else? Dancing. I did try to do ballet, but like I said, you can't take the butter out of the fly, right? So I was not a dancer. <laughs> so I did, I started surf life dating. So this is like my biggest thing growing up um, when I was like eight years old. Oh no, probably six actually. Um, so I did that 
right through like you know a lot of people in Australia like we're doing nippers like you know it's just very like common to like swim do nippers and like learn about the surf and all that kind of stuff and I was always very competitive so that was another thing about me I guess I was very competitive growing up so I got into surf lifesaving did that competitively right up until about mid grade 12 so I was like pretty committed all through high school I would say and primary school like training morning night you know 11 times a week from say the age of gosh like 10 to 18 like it took a massive chunk of my life and I loved it at the time like I don't regret doing it I definitely set me up with really good morals growing up like very disciplined um I'd never really got involved with the wrong crowd or anything because I was just too busy and too tired (laughs) training or sleeping quite literally um and yeah I guess life was pretty much just like school and training um I had really good friends in high school and primary school um I guess high school I I hated to be completely honest I hated school yeah from probably like grade I would say grade nine onwards I was just not keen on being at school at all never never was yeah so really didn't like high school and I feel like you know there was reasons because of that but I think I always just knew that going out of school I wanted to own my own business and do my own thing. Very stubborn growing up as well, like very, very stubborn. Um, So I feel like I always just like knew kind of what I wanted out of life without having a very specific thing that I did want. And that's kind of what set the tone for not wanting to be at school. I didn't really like following rules. Like you can even ask mom and dad. It's like, I will unpack the dishwasher, but don't tell me to. Like the minute (sighs) I'm not going to do it. So I feel like I was very stubborn in that sense. Mm, I love that I love that it's so interesting to hear like because it's just such a crazy childhood to do that much training and like like you said it took over your life and you didn't get involved with the you know any bad crowds or anything because you literally just were too busy oh I (laughs) training yeah and sometimes I look back and I think oh did I do I feel like I've missed out or you know stuff like that but genuinely no like I was I was just busy and tired and hungry like <laughs> it's literally the cycle it's like and, and all my friends like um my best friend during primary and high school we were like we did it together so that was very much like when we were on the same path with that it's like oh cool mm-hmm. like my best friend's doing the same thing so um you know we got along so well in that sense and had that to relate to the whole time so I had that other person as well um mm-hmm. and I moved schools halfway during um high school I guess so when did I move end of grade 10 um and I I never thought I would be someone to move school like I think it's funny when you um go from like primary to high and that was kind of where our whole grade went into high school I was like oh cool like this is just like what I'm where I'm going to be to the end and the minute Kari finished school um when I was in grade 10 she graduated I was like yeah I don't want to be here anymore like it was a Catholic school i didn't like religion personally I just didn't relate to it and I couldn't do my sporting subjects because of religion like I wasn't allowed to to drop religion to do like my cert for and stuff like that so that was another reason that I was like well I really want to pursue you know personal training and have that career so that's like the main reason I left I guess as well as just needing to move mm. yeah wow I didn't actually know that that's really interesting um and you met T quite young as well hey I did <laughs> <laughs> I was also that person in high school that's like, right, I'm not like, I don't really want a serious boyfriend till I finish school, like not till I'm 18. Like I, I'm just, I want to be, you know, alone and by myself and all that kind of stuff. And I think growing up too, you think I'm going to have a hundred boyfriends, not a hundred, that's dramatic, but plenty of like partners before I like find the person I want to be with. And you, I mean, you're probably the same. Like you don't think I'm going to meet someone and then end up with them for years, like mm. the rest of your life. So I met T through surf um, at, well, I was 14 at the time. He was 17 or 16, actually, when I first met him. Um, and now we're 20 and 22. So <laughs> it's been a mm. while. Um, I remember being like, oh, it must have been like 17 and 19 and thinking, oh, my God, imagine when we're 20 and 22. Like, we're going to be so <laughs> old. And I'm like, okay, we're so not. <laughs> yeah. A while, but definitely been stages of like, oh, do I need to be alone? Do I need to grow alone? Like I've been with someone since you know forever. Um, honestly, the best thing in the world. Like I wouldn't change the amount of time we've been together or when we met for anything. Like it's, I feel so lucky that like I know I talk a lot of shit about him, <laughs> but I, I 
he is genuinely like my best friend and we just have like the nicest time together good relationship I'm just like yeah it's the best I wouldn't change it for anything and it's just cool that I'm like wow you've literally been with me since I was in grade nine and now I'm Mm -hmm. like three years out of school so like it's just a really long time to have watched someone like grow and and yeah like Mm -hmm. he's so supportive and it's just it's good yeah and you guys as a couple and he went through something that no one should ever go through when how old was he when this all happened 17 when he was yeah when it first happened Mm. 17 do you want to go into that a bit what happened with that whole situation yeah so I guess um a big reason oh a big reason but I think a reason Soph and I kind of connected like since we've met is because like you guys heard in our get to know Soph episode like obviously her mum passed away from cancer which is just I mean, we talk about it all the time, like literally just gives you goosebumps sitting here. Like no, it should never happen, right? Like no one should ever lose a parent. It's just, oh, it literally just makes me feel like sick because it's just so shit. Um, And yeah, T was, we were probably together for about, not even officially together, I don't think, probably around four or five months. And he was diagnosed with um, leukemia at the start of his grade 12 year. So I would have been just 15 at the time. Um, going into grade 10 so I'm still in high school T was still in high school and it was honestly the most gut-wrenching thing when I think about it and I'm fine talking about it like he's fine talking about it Um, these things happen and I don't think cancer should be like a taboo topic like I feel like a lot of people feel like oh my god I can't bring it up but like when Soph and I sat down like probably for like one of the first times to have a deep conversation I was like so tell me about your mom like because people don't give other people the space to to talk about that and it's not something that it's not like this oh don't say the c word like you'll upset someone but it's like at the end of the day I'm sure so many of you listening have been touched by it in some way it's so hard to meet someone who hasn't had a relative a cousin an auntie a mum, a dad like someone who has experienced it or been through it and yeah when t I just don't think you you know at that age like who gets sick with cancer, right? Like, what the hell? Like, it's not even, it's not in your thought. Like, you just, I don't know. It's just, it was just like bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the only way I think I can like describe it for me personally. Like, I remember just thinking like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're 17 and Mm -hmm. fit and healthy and didn't drink, you know, the odd drink, but like he was just a fit, healthy same with me training like 11 plus times a week why would it happen to T you know that's Mm -hmm. that was like everyone's thought and the day he was diagnosed I remember it so clearly I don't think I'll ever forget it I won't I won't go into the story because like to be honest I'll probably cry (laughs) but I just remember you know I was talking to his sister and um she was just saying that he had to go back and get his bloods because he was fine, like not fine the day before. Clearly it had been, you know, leading up for months, but he was still training right up until he was diagnosed and he looked fine, you know. And I remember she said something about him going back to the doctor and, you know, who knows, maybe we'll have tea on this podcast one day and he can tell the story if he wants to. But I remember I knew he had cancer. Like I said to his sister, I said, yeah, T has cancer. And it was so weird. And I feel like, you know, when I listened to you talk about your mum, Sophie, and you said on the way to the hospital, like, is she dead? You knew, you know what I mean? Like it's a subconscious. It literally like makes me shake because it's like, you just know. And for whatever reason, at that point, he could have had glandular fever. He could have had a cold. We had no idea, right? But my my nan had had um, blood cancer before and passed away from it. And I just knew you know, what was happening with T. I just knew that there's no way he would have gone back to the doctor and it not be that. Mm. And I just remember just saying that to her and us being like, no, like surely not, like ha, 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 like laugh it off. And that whole night I didn't know. And then the next morning um, my coach told me, and you know what I mean? Like it's just the start of the unknown at the time, like we didn't know, you know. Um, And even T says now, like he went to hospital that night, obviously, and had to start chemo which is just crazy like how are you like on your way to training and then that night you start chemo like you have no idea you have cancer and then you have it and then that's what happens um but he says to me now like at the time he was like oh like I thought you know like maybe six months like it'll be a long time and then the diagnosis was like yep three and a half years is treatment to hear that you know you're you're four days off starting year 12 you're 17 years old 
and you have three and a half years of treatment ahead of you for something that you have no idea what's about to happen. Cancer is one of those things where it's fuck what's going to happen, right? Like you have no idea what's ahead of you. And the entire experience, like that whole first year was so hectic for both of us. Like I went a bit, in all honesty, like a bit crazy for a while. Like not, not that anyone would have really seen it. I just didn't really know how to react, I guess. I obviously loved him and wanted to support him and I didn't come 15 you know it was just it was just hard and so hard for him as well like T really just didn't want anyone around his way of dealing with it was like I'm going into <laughs> like a shell and I'll come out when I'm done kind of vibe like he really didn't want a bar of it um and for him as well he was like well why would the like why would you want to be with me like I'm sick and I can't not be sick. Like this is my reality and it doesn't need to be yours. But as much as I was young, my thought process the whole time was you didn't pick this right. So neither am I. It wasn't a choice for you. So it's not a choice for me, whether it's like, oh, do I get to deal with this or not? Clearly I do Mm. because you're dealing with it. And there's no, to me, I don't care if I'm 30, I mean 13 or 35. If your partner is going through something like that's not an option. It's your thing to deal with or your thing to support them with. And I always was of the opinion of like, bullshit, I don't care like what's happening to you. You could be, you can have tonsillitis for all I care. Like I'm not going anywhere. Like it's not a, it's not a thing. And for sure I missed out on things without a doubt. You know, he was sick for three and a half years, especially like particularly that first year. And yes, I missed out on things. Yes, I didn't do things, you know, as he's, you know, had days where he was better, like he was pretty much in hospital for the entire year um, in Brisbane. So that was a bit far away from me and I'm obviously still at school. So I did, <laughs> oh God, to think back now, I um I missed a term of days off in grade 10. <laughs> oh my God. I, um, I remember my math teacher stood me up in class once and not every teacher like knew what was going on. So I'll give him that, but I just wasn't having a bar of it this day. And he was very into like computers and technology and whatnot. And he added up everyone's like days off. And there was a big thing during that year to be like, you know, if you miss two classes every week, that's a month of school, you know, like doing the math on like missing a day every week or whatever it was. And he was like, he stood me up as an example of someone who's missed that much school or whatever. And he obviously didn't know what was going on. But I remember to being like, fuck you. Like, you have no idea. Like, I didn't want to be at school anyway. And like being at school and and knowing like, oh, he's having chemo today or he's having a lumbar puncture or today he's in the ICU. And like T had some really, he was old, you know, to get the leukemia that he had. Like he was, you know, it's typically like in younger people. So he was like 17, 18, which was a bit weird for him to have it at that age. So he had a really, really shit run, was in the ICU a few times and just got really, really sick. And I don't even think he finished his last bout of chemo because he just, like his body couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, like it's just shit, you know, like you're at school trying to like, I don't know, like do math or something. Like, what do you, like, how do you concentrate mm. on math? You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck about math. Like I would, I just remember being very like vacant that whole year. And I remember like sitting at lunch and like listening to like typical, you know, stuff that's going on with friends. And I'm just like, I don't care about any of this shit. You know, my boyfriend's like having the shittest time of his, hint, like his entire life. He's mm. so sick. He, unrecognizable. Like I remember I know this is like all sounding probably really weird because I'm not really going in like an order of anything that happened, but he um, would like call me on the phone. And if he ever was like feeling good, I remember like we'd have good conversations and I'm like, oh, like it's tea, you know what I mean? Like, and I just, it reminded me of just him before he was sick. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, like that's the person I like know. And then like he would walk in the room and I'm like, oh, like, sorry. (laughs) No, don't don't apologize. This is a this is. I'm like I did not think I would cry. I never cry over anything. Okay, let me laugh for a second, and I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. I'm good. Um, yeah, he would walk in the room, and I would just be like, "Oh, it's just like it's not you." Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and when you know a person for. And like, let me just say something random. Like he was super attractive, right? Like just blonde, tan, fit, like just like, I was just like, oh my God, like he's just like the best thing ever. Um, 
And like, it's not about that. Like, oh my God, the minute you're sick, like who gives a hell what you look like? I, that was not my point. But when you know that person for that, and then like you see them the way they are, it's just so hard because I knew how much he was hurting the whole time. The thing is like, and this is the same with Sophie, when someone in your life is going through that, it's not about you. It's never about you. That is their shit and you're there to support them. And that's all you can do. They don't ask you how you are. Like I, T would never ask me about you. Like, how are you feeling this week? Because why the fuck is it about me, right? Like, it can't be about me. And if he ever asked me, oh my God, I'd be like, yeah, fine. How are you? Like it, you deflect. It's never about you. And you become very selfless in the sense that it just is literally about them. But I feel like as he started to get better in the following year or two, when he was still on, so he went to maintenance chemo, which is just once a month, not every week. And like he started his apprenticeship, which was just like, honestly, like if you guys, if you've met T before, like he's like one of the cockiest, like, you know, he really backs himself. But honestly, what he's been through, you just can't like even fathom. He's like the strongest, most resilient determined person I've ever met in my life and like nothing tops what he's been through you know what I mean in terms of just the mental oh I just I can't even like begin to explain it I don't know I just look at him now and I'm like god you're just like so cocky and so annoying but he would never tell anyone he was sick like he would go to work when he was still on chemo he had chemo pills every single day for three and a half years so he never wasn't having chemo and then he would go and get like a lumbar puncture some weeks or have normal chemo some weeks and he would literally go to work go over at 10 o'clock get chemo go back to work and no one knew like his bosses knew but you know and he started to look really well because he was just like getting back into things and he just never people at work would like joke with him like oh what's that in your neck because he had like a port and stuff that you had to access to have chemo and he would just like have a joke about it and get on with it he would never want anyone to know never wanted a sympathy vote never wanted to anyone to feel sorry for him and honestly now it's kind of annoying if I'm sick he's just like no you don't win like I'm, <laughs> I'm like yeah I know you win I've got a sore throat <laughs> um yeah he honestly is just like the strongest person I know but I guess the point I'm getting at was when he started to get better and like more independent and stuff like that. I feel like that's when I struggled the most because I was like, what do you mean you're going to the shops? You never would go to the shops without me because you would literally hang off me. He would have both elbows either side of my shoulders behind me, head in one, head in one elbow. Like he wouldn't look up when he was, if I was like, come on, like we'll go get like, you know, chicken and rice bowl, he'd like sit in the car and I'd get the bowls and I'd come back to the car and that was us like going out for lunch <laughs> and then we'd go home and sleep or whatever he was feeling up to. But it's even like that. Like I remember just seeing like couples like at the beach and I'm like, you know, I'd be out at the beach and I'm like, I haven't been to the beach with tea in a year yeah. I, and I can't, like I can't if I want to. Mm-hmm. And I remember that mm-hmm. just being like the shittest thing and he was so active. It's so, like for him watching people surf and stuff, it was just like, not like I just don't want to see it mm. just like I don't want to know like you know and at that point as well when you're so sick the way he was you can't you don't know when it's going to end you don't know when you'll feel better you don't know when your hair will grow back you don't know when you can go to the gym or get into shape or like he lost everything that he was and I feel like that was the hard part too being like well this could be another two years like we don't know I mean he's just done like amazing since he finished when did his treatment end? It must have been, gosh, was it last year in May? Yeah, last, oh no, it must have been 2019 May. Had his last chemo and we were both just like, what the hell? Like three, like most of our relationship, he was sick. You know, like well, pretty much all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going back when at the beginning of this, you know, episode when I was like saying, you know, we've been together for such a long time and I never pictured it. Like, who knows if we would have been if that didn't happen. You know, before he got sick, I was always like, yeah, I'll marry him. But whether or not we'll be together until that point, like, I don't know. Like, I'll see him when I'm 26 and we'll get married. That was always, like, my thought process. But, I mean, like, since all that, I'm like, yeah. what the hell is the point? Like, what else matters apart from mm-hmm. us just, like, loving each other, being together, living a happy life, hopefully having kids one day? Like, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Like, I was just in awe of you talking that entire time. It's such it's, – it's almost like there's no words that describe going through that. There is no words. And like you said, you know, being at school seemed so pointless because like when you are going through that and when you have someone in your life who's going through that, literally nothing else matters. And I think as we've said previously, like I think this is why we we connected so well 
it's like you just get this perspective of what life is about and what really matters when you do go through that that I don't know it's just like yeah like you hear girls talking about stuff or you hear like a teacher being like oh you mass homework and you're like are you joking like this doesn't matter Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly and I think you um you kind of brush on this slightly um but obviously T was going through the worst thing that anyone could ever go through Mm -hmm. and how was that for you because obviously like you said like it's all about him life is about him he didn't really ask you how you were because obviously like he's got enough on his mind he's got enough happening how did you find that and did you struggle with that and obviously like we're still always putting him first but just from your perspective did you struggle with that or did you find that you know things were a bit harder in that kind of sense oh yeah completely I remember you know it must have been when he got started on maintenance I remember talking um to his mum at the hospital one time and he went in to get I don't know his bloods or something like just kind of started crying one day because not you know bawling our eyes out but we were just kind of like wow like he just doesn't need us anymore the way he did and that was really weird like Mm. and for him it wasn't a transition and and for me to be sad about that he was like why I remember bringing it up with him and he was like why are you sad about like wouldn't you be happy that I'm like finally like moving on but I remember being like well yeah but like what 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 about me now like what do what do I do like what Mm -hmm. and that was I just remember that being so like confusing and and so like hard to deal with especially when like how selfish of me to be like well why don't you need me because I'm like well he's getting better like it's so good I remember probably like a year and a half after he started to feel better we definitely like were a bit maybe not so much for him like even I'm sure if he listens to this he'll be like what are you talking about but (laughs) um no, like for me, I remember just being a bit like, this is just weird now because I think he got a little bit selfish in the sense that he was used to it all being about him. Now that sounds really bad, like me saying he wasn't selfish, but just like loving life back being, you know, fitter and healthier again. And and it was just like almost playing catch up on the time he missed out on. But then I was like, well, like, what about me? What about us? What? But then it's like, well, how selfish of me? Like, it's a very, very hard thing to navigate because there's so many sides of it and aspects of it that are like confusing when you're going through it, as well as growing up, as well as having a relationship, as well as recovering from cancer and like, or still going through, I don't know. It was just a very weird time for a few years. And I don't mean like weird the whole time, but like there was weird periods for for years where it was just like there's no like book on how to do that (laughs) you're just like working it out as you go and and I guess that's all you can do but yeah now I'm just like oh my god like all that time like this is what it was leading to you know and I feel Mm -hmm. yeah like it was hard but I've only ever learned stuff from it and like we said this morning like we get along as in Soph and I get along (laughs) because (laughs) we genuinely don't care. I just don't care. Like, and I can't, I, that's, it's, that's quite literally it. And, and maybe that's why I'm straightforward. Maybe that's why I'm, I don't know, but like, I just feel like I don't have the space and I don't have the time for stupid shit. <laughs> you know, and I know that sounds a little bit, I don't ever want to come across arrogant. Like it's not the way I mean it, but it's just life is short and anything can happen at any time to anyone. And I feel like, you know, that, right? Like everyone says that, but for both of us, when that is real, you're like, no, it can literally happen. And like T and I will get complacent and not complacent. You can't live with that fear, but it's more just like, we'll be complaining about things or like taking each other for granted and like snapping and just being annoying. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, remember how you were fine. Then you, you got cancer mm. and whole lives changed for the years, you know, just you can't live wasting time like you just need to make the most of your days your hours each other your family your friends shit does happen and it just makes you so grateful for like the moments that you spend together and and the last you have and I think it probably does make us both as a collective like as in again so for now I'm talking about um what's the word like perhaps a little bit ignorant to other people's feelings because you know we have that experience of yeah of not caring and not everyone has a past 
experience that gives them that perspective. But I find that I don't have a lot of space for people that complain about stuff or I don't know, make a bigger deal of things than they need to be because I'm like, hey, I don't have time for this. I'm not living my life like this. And this stupid shit at the end of the day does not matter. And it never matters because for Soph, my mom's passed away. And for me, I've seen someone very firsthandly go through quite literally the worst experience of his entire life. And I know how that affects everyone around you. And Soph knows that. And I mean, so many people know that, right? Like you got a lot of messages last week of people that have lost other people, like listeners and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's just, it gives you perspective and and nothing will ever be the same once that happened. And like, like T always says, no one will ever know me the way you know me. And no one will ever, us having that together, you know, even friends, like they might've been there for it, but like no one knows. Do you know what I mean? Like you can never know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. no know what you went through, you know, like I'll never know that. Mm. That's personal to you. Yeah. Honestly, fucking preach to everything you just said. <laughs> it's not a lot in this episode, but I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> I'm so here for it. So here for it. And like you said, like, I mean, just hearing that whole story, I mean, I have heard you talk about it in the past, but just hearing it again, it shocks me every time. And even, you know, like a 17-year-old going through this, you being 15, you never, never expect this. And I do feel like often the story is like, you know, my mum or my dad or my cousin or my uncle, but for you, it was your partner. And I feel like that is a whole different situation. And like we were saying um, when you were, when I was kind of opening up about my mum, for my stepdad, like losing his partner, and going through that whole process, like you've had an insight into what that is. And I, I I, can't even fathom what it was like. I cannot even fathom. And I just think that the fact that you are the person you are today and that T is the person that he is today. Like, I mean, I met him. When did I first meet him? I don't even know, like the end of last year? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And to think like he was having chemo at the start of last year. I like never would have ever known this like he is incredible he is so lighthearted and funny and so are you and the fact that you've both been through that together I mean obviously it's bonded you in ways that most couples won't ever bond like in if that makes sense um and oh it's just incredible and I think you're both just the most amazing people in the world I'm getting to even just talking about this I don't know why I never cry either um but even last night Sam, I was talking to Sam being like, fuck, like Riley and T are just the most real and genuine people. And I'm so like, what? how did we get so lucky for them to be in our lives? And I just think you guys are just the best. You really are. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, um, I, I feel exactly the same about you guys as well. <laughs> now we're just going back and forth about how much we love <laughs> But I think like for Sam to support you through all of that. And like you said, it didn't really hit you to your later years, you know, um, and he's seen all of that and supported you through it. And it's just like, oh, it's just shit. Like, I don't think there's really like, I would love for T maybe one day to come on and talk about it if he wanted to. I mean, I'm not going to make him, but <laughs> if he ever feels like he wants to, um, just to give his perspective, because to to think back now, sometimes we're like, you had cancer for three and a half years and like, oh, just like the waiting in hospital and the, like, I could just, I could literally go on for hours. There's so many like little things and times that it like hit me and, you know, I don't know. You just never want to see someone like that, but you know, like our routines and like, oh, have you had your pills this morning? Oh, have you had done this? Like, all right, let's go get bloods. Like it's a Monday. Let's, what are we doing? Like we're young. Like, why are we getting bloods? Like why? Like, it's kind of not funny. It's just, but it is funny to like reflect on because like, our norm for a while there was just so random like it's not normal and yeah I don't know like even now there's like stuff that he still has because of it and like things we need to think about Mm. like for our future and whatnot and and um I mean he is hand on his heart he's like that will never happen to me again like I am 100% fine I've done my deeds got the t-shirt like I'm done like that's just my thing that I needed to experience kind of thing um and I love that, like, outlook. I think it's, like, amazing. And I agree, like, nothing will ever happen again. Um, but just to have that mindset, like, he's just, he's always looking forward. Like, it's never like, oh, poor me, that happened. It's like, yeah, cool, that happened. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Mm -hmm. So it's just, it definitely just gives me so much perspective. And definitely, I think, you know, to an extent, it probably affects me more now than him. He's very resilient and just gets on with things, but I'm more like, you know, I would give it more energy, but I think, yeah, we've both learned a lot from each other and the whole thing. And I mean, I'm grateful for it. In as weird as that sounds, like I wouldn't take it back and I know that he wouldn't either. Um, and we are where we are because of it. But, yeah, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh. never. Yeah, definitely. Wow. that It's truly just such a uh, story. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, you definitely could just keep talking about it. But thank you so much for, for sharing that. I think that it's such an insight into you and what you've been through. And yeah, wow, I am, I'm speechless. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> um, all right, well, moving on because we will be here all day um, if we don't <laughs> move ourselves along. Um, getting back into kind of like your career and how you got to where you are now, did you always know you wanted to be a PT growing up? I think, yes. Like if I think about it, I mean, I went through like, I love like crime, true crime. And I was like, I'm going to be a forensic, like, you know, whatever they call them. Like, I don't even know what they're called. So there, that's how far that got. But um, <laughs> I, really, like, I really like loved all that kind of stuff, but it was that or fitness. Like that was, that was it. Um, And I kind of toyed with like, oh, maybe I could be a PE teacher, maybe a nutritionist, maybe a physio. I feel like it was always that. And deep down, like, I wasn't being a teacher. I hated school. I'm not going back. Um, Nutritionist, like, I don't really want to sit in a room. Like, that's not really for me. Physio, like, ugh, boring. My hands will get sore. Like, you know, I just always thought, like, very practical about things. And I'm very big on I'm living my dream life. Like, I will wake up and live exactly the way I want to, whether that's tomorrow or in a year's time. Like, it's happening for me. And that's my priority. And I will work until I live that way. You know, I feel very... Mm. That's like my stubbornness. I feel like I'm just very like, no, this will happen. And I think as well, (laughs) I feel like I say this all the time. Another reason we get along is because we don't, we back ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think, I really think it won't happen for us. Like, and I'm talking anything like this could be like buying a house or getting a dog or having a career. Like, I just think like it's happening and there's no way it's not happening. And T is very much the same. It's like that mentality of like, well, why wouldn't it? it's going to happen for me. So I think, you know, going out of school, I had already done my cert three and four. Like I, I knew at that point, I was like, yeah, like I love PT. I love working with women. I love that whole space. Um, my parents like, look, <laughs> if mum listens, she'll be like, oh my God, go away. But like they did low key <laughs> go to uni. Like I'm going to be honest. Um, it was more just like, we'll be very disappointed if you don't. So like from, you know, that's pretty much making me, I reckon. But anyway, <laughs> yeah um but um yeah so I I you know did my deeds went to uni for I'm gonna say 18 days total it was six weeks but it wasn't like I didn't give it a good crack put it that way and I was like you know what nah like I'm wasting my time here I would spend like the lectures like working on my business and like making a plan so at that point, I'm like, okay, like you can spend the next four years and invest what would be a hex debt into a business and growing a business or spend four years here wishing you started. And now I'm not yes. anyone at uni. Like if everyone's on a different path. So this is just my, like my personal, um, you know, journey or whatever you want to call it. But that was always my mindset. And I'm like super annoying as well. Like poor mom and dad, I, I'm very like, <laughs> once I get like on a tangent about something like I don't stop and I will talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and like they just sit there and like yes Riley sounds good Riley like keep going (laughs) just just humor me but I remember coming home and being like this is my plan like this is how I'm going to do it this is how I'm going to save this is what it's going to look like and I knew exactly like I knew what I wanted um and dad's always had his own business so I've watched him work for himself and you know, he's a tradie and he used to have like growing up like eight or 10 weeks holiday a year. And when T started his apprenticeship, because we would always go like camping every like school holidays and then like six weeks over Christmas in the caravan. Um, And when T started his apprenticeship, he was like, yeah, so I get two weeks off over Christmas. And I was like, that's not right. Like you, you get hit, you get way more. Like you get a couple of months off. He's like, no, two weeks. And I'm like, no, that's, I promise you it's not right. Like that's not, that's not life. Right. And then 
I soon worked out, mind you, I'm 18 at this point. So I've lived my whole life thinking that everyone gets school holidays off, like my whole life. And I said, and she's like, no, it, it, it did. And when I worked it out, I was like, oh my God, dad's worked for himself this whole time, which has allowed him to have 10 weeks off a year, which is crazy. Cause now I work about 51 weeks, 52, <laughs> but lucky I love what I do. So I don't mind at all, but it, it gave, it really made me realize like, right, like this is not going to be my life. Like I am not working 50 weeks of the year. T is not working 50 weeks of the year and God help anyone that gets in my way. Like I'm going to make that happen for us. Like I'm, I'm just very much like, I know what I want when I have a family, I want him to be around. I want to be around. I want the flexibility of working for myself. And I mean, at 18, like I, I did it. Like I was working for myself. So I feel like I was like, well, yeah. Like I, so I guess that was very roundabout, but I guess to answer your question, like I, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be in the fitness industry. Um, and then I guess just where I've ended up, I was just very stubborn. <laughs> so mm. it just happened for me. <laughs> I love that. And honestly, the fact that you're just like stubborn and knew it was going to happen, I think is so true. And I love that because my next question was, you're one of the hardest people, I, hardest working people I know. Like you work so hard. <laughs> you are the hardest person I've ever seen. Those abs, absolutely. Um, but I was going to ask you like, where do you get the motivation to work so hard? I guess you somewhat answered it in that I'm just stubborn and I see my life how I want it to be. Is that is there any other reasons or is that literally why? Well, I think as well, like this, you know, oh, I, yeah, okay, I'm going to say it. I feel like with T getting sick, it makes you realise like shit, life can be really short. Do you know what I mean? And mm. nothing will happen. We're done. We're good. Like uh, I know that, you know. Um, but it's like I'm not having a kid and he's not around for five years and I'm not having like I'm not I will not live that way like I'm not going to do that like we're going to work hard and still live exactly as we are and together and happy and then when that phase of our life comes around like we are spending as most time as a family traveling together weekends together afternoons together I want T to come to their cross countries like we're just we're living the way we want to live and I'm like I think that's my motivation like sure I'm hard working I do what I love like so I mean that's easy right but I think you know you just have to have those end goals in mind and without being crazy like don't get me wrong I'm lazy sometimes like I'm not just always like oh my god I'm so motivated I'm always go 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 but I just know what I want and I think when that's the case and you just back yourself like fake it and back yourself even if you don't just just fake it like I don't know what's going to happen I've got no idea but if I back myself I'm surely going to get there right like why would I not (laughs) it's kind of Mm -hmm. like nothing can stop you when you you don't give yourself any other option than that being the outcome right so the outcome might be in five years or it might be in a year or it might be in six months but I'm still not giving myself another option so whatever time frame it comes in that's fine Yep. I just love this. I live for this shit. Yes. Oh my God. I'm just, I've cried. I've laughed. I'm just very serious right now. Oh, I love it. And I feel like a lot of people can relate. And that's a hundred percent what I do as well. In terms of motivation, picture where you want to be and picture what you want your life to be and and think to yourself, okay, well, nothing is, nothing is going to stop me from getting there. Yeah. And then don't let it. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. Alrighty. Last question. Um, you did ask me this and I was actually intrigued to know what your answer to this is as well. Favorite quote or quote that you live by? You know what? Such a cliche, but everything happens for a reason. I, it's basic. I know. I know it's basic. I know I've heard it a hundred times, but I genuinely just think like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And it's almost more of like that universal, like the universe has your back, like trust in, trust in the universe, trust in the process, know that there's like a greater good. And there's always a lesson out of everything. Cause I feel like when, you know, for example, when T was sick, I was like, you know what, this has happened for a reason. We might not have been together, but we are together. And this, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like I've got no idea what would have happened, but it happened the way it happened. And I just trust that there was, a greater reason for that and 
that's where I am. So I feel like it's just a good perspective to have, like, even if you're having a shit day, it's like, you know what, this has happened for a reason. What's the lesson out of it? How can I, you know, put it past me and, and go into the next day feeling good? Definitely. And I also think if you are going through a terrible time in your life, it's such, it, it's kind of a comforting feeling as well, being like, this is happening for a reason. And I am going through this for a reason. Um, so yeah, I love that. Wow. I love that episode. I think I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I think this might've been my favorite episode so far. That was incredible. It was good. I'm glad I um, got that off my chest. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so for our Ask Us 3, we're actually going to do Ask Us 2 this week. So sorry, but we feel like this episode's been long enough and we've just found two questions that we want to answer and want to answer them well. So first question is from Summer and it says, all about protein powders. How do you use protein right, finding that it makes me gain weight? Right, do you want to take this one away? I do. So First of all, I want to quickly say about protein that it is a very important macronutrient and one that actually supports weight loss and not weight gain. So in terms of your protein powders, it's just important to look at the back of um, the packet and see how many calories are per serve. So on average, from my experience and the ones that I've tried, it can range from say like that 120 to say like 240 per serving, Um, give or take. Obviously, it depends on the brand. So if you feel like protein is making you gain weight, it may be because you're having it too often throughout the day and the protein you're using is quite high calories. So when you are adding it to meals, it's bumping up your calories quite a lot and putting you in a little bit of a surplus, if not at maintenance, right? So it comes down to energy expenditure. It's like saying a carrot makes me gain weight, but not necessarily. It's only if the carrot was what put you over your calories for the day. So everything is just a number that has a, a certain amount of energy in it and that is what adds up to your total daily energy um you know input and obviously what would either put you in a deficit at maintenance or in a surplus so in terms of protein powder making you gain weight it shouldn't be the only reason it would is if you're having it frequently and obviously that's what's bumping your calories up but you still can't blame protein for that per se it could be anything in your day um and protein powder itself I mean, not protein powder, but protein as a macronutrient has a really high thermic effect, which actually actually supports um, weight loss because it takes more for your body to break down and you actually burn more calories breaking down and consuming protein than you do carbs and fats. So in terms of protein, you know, making you gain or lose weight, it's actually quite important to get an adequate amount of protein per day and protein powder itself will not be what's making you gain weight. Exactly. And I think it's important to remember that no food will make you gain weight. It's the energy in that specific food. And maybe for your whole life, you've been having a smoothie for breakfast with no protein powder in it. And then, I don't know, pasta for lunch and uh, veggies and chicken for dinner. And that's fine. That's you at your maintenance or that's you in a deficit. And then you add a protein that may be putting you into a surplus, but that's not the protein. That's just your overall energy intake for the day if that makes sense. But yeah, Riley, love how you answer that question. So the second question is, do you guys feel like you've missed out being in long-term relationships? Okay, yes. Um, Okay, so both of us have been in long-term relationships and we've only been with like one person, really, like as a serious relationship. Um, Sam and I have been together for getting up to three and a half years now, I think. Um, and he has been my only boyfriend. I've never dated, I mean, apart from the, uh, you know, seven, grade seven relationship, which is always great. Um, but honestly, I, I did, I have gone through times in our relationship of thinking, oh, you know, am I missing out? Do I, do I need to, you know, have all of these different relationships and all of these different partners or even like sexually, do I need to have all these different sexual partners because you see that in movies and you see that in TV shows, like that's normal to go through all of these people before you find the one. Like I feel like even in TV shows and what people say is like, you'll never find the person you're going to be with like first up, like you need to try like try before you buy and try all of these different people before you find at the one. Um, And I definitely have gone through phases of being like, Oh, do I need to, do that but the more I get older I guess the more 
mature I get in that sense, the more I realize that actually, no, that's not how I feel. And if that is you, that's so okay. But I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. And I feel like I am so happy in my relationship and Sam gives me everything that I could ever want and ever need from a partner. And I think it'd be so silly to get rid of that or stuff that up, I guess, by just out of, oh, I feel like I should, if that makes sense. So if you're genuinely so happy and in love with your partner, but you feel like, oh, no, I think I should, like other people are saying it and other people are doing it, be with other people, I think it is quite silly because you could end something that's the best thing in the world just out of curiosity of what else is out there when you're already so happy, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm not going to repeat because that's exactly how I feel, exactly what Soph said. Um, I remember a friend, you know, before she got a boyfriend would say to me like, oh, like you just need to be with other people. Like you need to, have, you know, experience more. Like being single is so good and sleeping with different people and whatever. But then the minute she got in a relationship, she was like, oh, we wish that it was just us from the start. Like, we both are like, it's so annoying that it wasn't just us. So I feel like friends that are single and stuff will always tell you, oh, you're missing out. You, you know, you should experience this or that. But if you're happy, that's the main thing. Like if you're happy and you know, like you're with someone who treats you so well, you're incredibly happy, you're not missing out, you know, on anything, then don't change what, don't fix what isn't broken. I think that's like the takeaway, right? Like it's all dependent on your own relationship. So if you're fine, then that's all you need to worry about. And if you're happy having the one partner, then that's quite literally all that matters. It's not up to anyone else. Yep. Agreed. I think that basically answers it quite well. Alrighty. Well, I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I've loved it. Just hearing all about the Riley Fit PT behind the scenes. <laughs> Anyways. It was good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed again. Um, I hope you all have a beautiful week and make sure to keep sending us Ask Us Three questions over on the Drink More Water podcast Instagram for us to answer next week. Um, And yeah, I think that's all. We'll see you guys. Not see you guys. (laughs) We will be in your ears next week. (laughs) Yes. All right. See you guys. Bye.